But it's great to have something with all that antioxidant and tonifying. And tonifying means that it's going to support whichever organ. So in this case, it's the liver and kidneys. And when we tonify, we're supporting them to function as they should. So we support the natural function of the organ itself. And that's why the word tonifying is there because it tones and supports the organ. So when we're tonifying our organs, we're also then getting knock-on effects. You know, it's got an antioxidant activity and immunomodulatory as well, which is what's going to be needed for people with cancer. We don't want to give them huge immune boosters. We don't want to give them, but we can help modulate. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. And I'm very lucky to have Christine Thomas with us again from the Herbal Extract Company here in, in Australia over in Sydney, because I'm in Adelaide. But um, today we're going to talk about a herb called Glossy Privet. And I've personally never used Glossy Privet. And I was looking through all its indications. And I can understand why, because there's a lot of research, or it's used in TCM, I should say, for a lot of cancers. And that's not something that I treat. So it's understandable. I was like, oh, no, why haven't I got this herb? I like to have as many as I possibly can. And I was having a look through thinking, why haven't I got it? and realize that it isn't really my niche area. So Christine, tell us about this herb. Well, so it's relatively new for us too. So it's probably not something you would have learned about. Right. Studies maybe. It's um, But uh, it's interestingly is a noxious weed in Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chinese herb. But yeah, there's, it actually, and as we've spoken about before, these weeds are often the things that we need the most when they're surrounding us. Yeah. And yeah, in Australia, it's a weed of potential national significance. It's good we're using it. Invasive species. Right. So also in certain, a few other countries like um, New Zealand, Argentina, Spain, Italy, it's it's a noxious weed. So privet, wow. there's privets right. the privet trees. Yeah. So it's an evergreen tree or shrub and it has these, beautiful shiny leaves which give it its botanical name legustrum lucidum lucidum means bright or shiny in um so it's got these glossy leaves which give it its name but we actually add the fruit oh okay our raw material you can see these little tiny oh yeah tiny fruits Um, yep yep hard little yeah so that's what you what we use to extract you can see a whole herb there yep and while I'm at it, I'll do my little uh, demonstration of the colour. Yeah, let's see. Very and dark brown and dense. Yeah, antioxidants. But another thing, it's from the olive family. Right. So it has similar constituents. Mm-hmm. And, and as we know, it's used, uh, if it's an immune herb, mm. like you said, used in cancer traditionally. So, um, yeah, there's some similarities there with the family. Because olive yeah. leaf, you know, is used for that as well it's It does. It's a very dark dark color it's quite dense isn't it that one so and when you know it's a, a noxious weed very pleasant though oh good 
I mean, we tried earlier when we spoke um, in another podcast uh, when I was trying globe artichoke, which is yeah. very bitter. Yeah. Quite um, pleasant and sweet. Yeah. Which, I mean, considering the indications for all of these cancers and all of these chronic diseases, you actually would quite like something that tasted a little bit better than globe artichoke, yeah. chances <laughs> are. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's got a lot of tonic effects um, you've written about in your short piece here because it works. So what is this, preclinical studies on the antioxidant activity? So when it's in osteoporosis as Um, well as all of the cancer studies and how it's used. So it's not really my jam, I've got to say. I don't work in the area of cancer. But... I mean, these are all preclinical studies. So um, please, if you have cancer, don't go rushing out and buy glossy Previt. Please see somebody who knows what they're talking about. And <laughs> But it's great to have something with all that antioxidant and tonifying. And tonifying means that it's going to support whichever organs. So in this case, it's the liver and kidneys. And when we tonify, we're supporting them to function as they should. So we support the natural function of the organ itself. And that's why the word tonifying is there because it tones and supports the organ. So when we're tonifying our organs, we're also then getting knock-on effects. You know, it's got an antioxidant activity and immunomodulatory as well, which is what's going to be needed for people with cancer. We don't want to give them huge immune boosters. We don't want to give them, but we can help modulate some of that. And this is what this does as well. So um, there's a lot of preclinical things there. Yeah, well, I mean, it has been used for, you know, more than a thousand years in traditional Chinese medicine. So there is that empirical research and traditional use. Yep. So, but in the Chinese usually it's used in formulas yeah. so that's why it's very hard to find human research because it's not really used on its own yeah. so it's t- like Chinese medicine they use a lot of different formulas so it's, it's yeah. hard to where it's been separated from the formula but they have used it because it's it, well it's used to tonify the kidneys and strengthen the bone in Chinese medicine traditional Chinese medicine and so because of that they've used it in the treatment of osteoporosis because so it's in a lot of formulas for osteoporosis um, and it has as you said in preclinical trials yeah. um, been shown to increase bone mineral density and also display these antioxidant activities so when you look at osteoporosis oxidative stress and estrogen deficiency are the two major factors contributing to that so that's why perhaps when we see this antioxidant action coming through that being used in osteoporosis yeah. um, but they also suggest because of this antioxidant activity that is going to help in the prevention of other diseases caused by free radicals such as cancer right yeah and it's been used traditionally in traditional chinese medicine for the treatment of cancers and specifically liver right and it has been shown in traditional chinese medicine to be effective in improving the chemotherapy induced bone marrow suppression right so and the hair loss so the mm-hmm. alopecia yep and immunosuppression. Right. Um, and it's also being used in TCN to enhance the therapeutic effects of chemotherapy. So all of these that we're discussing, this is all complementary and enhancement to the allopathic medicine that is going yeah. on. These are not used. I mean, traditionally they would have been, there wasn't any chemotherapy a thousand years ago. So traditionally it would yeah. have been used independently, but the recent preclinical trials and all the recent studies are on complementing what is going, you know, someone taking the allopathic medicine 
and then they take the complementary medicine and they combine the two. And there's a lot of evidence for improved outcomes when they're combined rather than um, just doing complementary or just doing allopathic. And But I mean, it's different across all of them. There's different research in different areas for different cancers. So we can't just say cancer is a big word, you know, because there are just so many different ones and some just respond so quickly and, you know, it's massive. Yeah. And um, the preclinical studies on glossy privet, so again, as we've spoken about before, you can't extrapolate that to human use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it has been shown in a test tube or an animal, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. For people looking to make a drug, yep. um, they do animal testing. And, and it's been shown in these tests to be anti-proliferative agent mm-hmm. for a number of different cancers, lung, pancreatic, breast, prostate, um, colorectal, and hepatocellular carcinoma. So that does support the traditional use. Mm-hmm. But again, it hasn't been shown to do that in humans yet. Yeah. But it's a, it's a sign that it could. Yeah. So, and again, um, it, in TCM, it has been shown to have a positive impact on the immune system mm. and to fight infection. And some in vitro studies have shown these properties, but it's still yet to be proven in humans. Yeah. But one study, Chinese researchers found that it suppressed uh, hepatitis C virus repetition. Wow. So that might support its antiviral. Yeah. Action. And if they found it in, in one study, chances are they will keep doing more studies because that is something, you know, the hepatitis, all of the letters, not just the hepatitis C, but all of the letters, the A, the B, the C, and so on of hepatitis, you know, then there's work to be done in all of those areas. So chances are there will be more studies coming out on glossy privet and hepatitis C, Mm -hmm. I would think. I don't think they'll leave it at one study. So one. Um, That's the thing. And and because it's from the olive family, it has the oleoropin in it, which olive leaves have. Yep. There's been a lot of studies done on that. Yeah. Um, But again, with showing antiviral activity, again, you can't extrapolate that to even the whole herb because it's going to have a different action when it's um, with all the constituents in the herb to just when you isolate that one constituent. Yeah. But again, it might show but perhaps that's where its antiviral action is coming from. Hmm, It's a very interesting herb, not one that I am going to purchase because that's not my niche area. But I mean, it was sold out for a while there and it's back again now. So, which is, there is a lot of use for this herb. And I think it's something that um, if you're seeing clients with osteoporosis or you're working in the, you know, cancer support area, it's worth having a really good investigation and seeing if this is something that should go on your shelves. So yeah, I think also, um, I mean, it is a great immune function so I think just in general, yeah, it is an immune enhancing herb. Even just, and also if you're talking virus, um, common cold. Yes. Um, yeah, they're all viruses, aren't they? So, you know, it's yeah, worth having things on the shelf for the viruses. Yeah. yeah. So I, think it's, I think it doesn't need to be sort of pigeonholed as a cancer osteoporosis. It, it has, a, and a lot of these Chinese have, have this sort of broad. Yeah. And I'm no, I'm, I haven't studied Chinese medicine, so I don't know about this yin liver kidney yeah. action, but I, I put that in my reports just because some people do understand yeah. things and yep. in, so, you know sometimes it's interesting to understand it from that the energetic side of things but um you know traditionally also it's been used for weak vision so you know just old i think old age just yep. in general like so this osteoporosis premature graying of hair yep. is one of yep. the traditional uses but this um, macular degeneration this weak vision i think the antioxidants yeah often why that 
that's used any debility so it actually has a lot of uses so, so it might well be yeah, worth think, really thinking about this for the for sort of in chinese medicine for yeah. cancer support and yeah but it's a broader in, in, in a sense of yeah because when we think about that osteoporosis factor that is your menopausal woman onward really yeah so in actual fact you know that is um you know a massive component of the population going we'll we'll all go through menopause so um it is actually probably something i should really think about because i see a lot of menopausal women so maybe i'll as well as osteoporosis but also arthritis yeah look at it in a new light and the uh, improvement that it has yeah all that oxidative stress and everything else so mm-hmm. as well we're thinking about and really considering it as part of that you know later life herbal medicine list that we have as well as all of the cancer or pre-cancer studies that the chinese have used it for and if it's a weed then it probably has some really yeah, good benefits because it can grow anywhere so, so it's yeah and I think it's quite a woman's type herb. Not, I mean, it's not mm. both, but the Chinese name uh, Nu Zenzi, which I'm not sure if I say correctly, but the Nu means female. Oh, okay. Nu means chaste, and Zen means fruit. Right. Translation, and it's based on the idea that evergreen trees are symbols of female chastity. Oh. Um, so it's just, you know an inter- interesting that it has this menopausal yeah. um, association and. Um, yeah, but also maintaining energy. It's kind of an, an energy. Yeah. You know, that's you know, using constipation where you sort of need a bit of stimulation in a sense. Yeah. yeah. An interesting herb. The, and the, yeah, it probably is menopause. Say you're 50 year old onward. If you're treating anyone 50 year old onward, you probably need to really look at glossy privet and consider it as part of your herbal dispensary. So, yeah, yeah it's a good one. And I love that we're using a weed. Yes. <laughs> We're making use of something that, you know, people are digging up and burning, but we're making use of it and giving it to clients. And of course, weeds are very strong um, because they grow in all the places that other things don't want to grow, that nobody's gotten around to pulling them out yet. And so they've got a real benefit. So lots of these weeds work particularly well. And you have to look at dandelion and ribwort. Yeah, absolutely. Those two are, you know, amazing weeds and they grow anywhere and everywhere and they do incredible things. And it's just like, you know, really consider gross, glossy privet as part of your dispensary. Now, have I missed anything? Have we not talked, have we covered everything with the good old glossy? I think that covers, yeah, the yeah. Basics of it, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming back on and chatting to us about Glossy Privet. And I look forward to chatting to you um, again very soon about another amazing herb from the Herbal Extract Company. Thank you, Christine. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.